We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hi, hello, it is Josh Bowe from MavsMoneyBall.com coming to you with another edition of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. This time a victorious edition. The Mavericks narrowly defeat the Los Angeles Clippers 103-101 Tuesday night in Dallas. As you can tell by me starting this podcast, Kirk Henderson will not be joining. He has now gone to two consecutive Mavericks home games and instead of asking him to beat the traffic to get home to record and stay up late to record a podcast. I'm joined by one of our staffers, Brian Zillum. Brian, how's it going? I'm doing okay, Josh. I'm glad we've had a chance to kind of sit and wait, and I'm glad by the hair <laughs> of their goddamn chinny-chin-chin, the Mavericks somehow, some way, by hook or crook, by Luka magic, by Luka bullshit, they won this goddamn game. Like, insane. Yeah, uh, it was pretty crazy. Uh, as if you watched the game, you you very much well know uh, how crazy it got in the second half. If not, Mavericks had a 25-point lead in the first half. They had a 22-point lead entering halftime. And then they just had one of the worst third quarters I've, I've seen from this team in quite some time. They Clippers outscored the Mavericks 33-15 to in the third quarter. And we had a game. And the fourth quarter was actually... If you erase the fact that like the Mavericks were up big in the first half, the the fourth quarter on its own was 
like wildly entertaining. I mean, it was back and forth. Uh, no team could really get control of the game. The Clippers retook the lead. They got out to like a, a four or five point lead, and the Ma- like the Mavericks answered right back, and then the Clippers would answer right back, and it, it was it was crazy. It felt like a high stakes playoff game uh, in the fourth quarter. I mean, these teams were just they were trading buckets, um, all seemingly at will, and the Mavericks found a way to, to close it out. And really, the story of the game is Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney Smith, the Mavericks, two rocks on the perimeter. They're two best three and D wings. Uh, really, they're two only three and D wings with Josh Green coming off the bench. You know, that's about it for their wing rotation. And they've struggled this season to say, to put it lightly, Dorian, not as much as Reggie Bullock, but there's been a lot of consternation around Reggie Bullock. He hasn't been shooting the ball well at all. And he made four three pointers in the in the fourth quarter, scored 13 points. Dorian Finney Smith made a career high. Uh, seven three pointers. He scored twenty one points, and the Mavericks are virtually. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they're they're virtually unbeatable when Dorian scores uh more than fifteen points. Uh, and and I mean, if he gets into the twenties, I mean, it's pretty much game over. Uh, it was a crazy. It was crazy in the fourth quarter. The the Clippers basically did what every NBA team has been starting to do, which is they just did not want Luka Doncic to beat them. And as we've heard from the Brooklyn Nets and the Washington Wizards. Uh, opposing NBA teams don't have too much respect for the Mavericks supporting cast. So they just blatantly doubled Luka the entire fourth quarter. Luka only finished the game with three turnovers. Um, Looking it up right now, he only had one turnover in the fourth quarter, despite basically being double teamed the entire time. Um, Dwight Powell made the right play uh, as the release valve uh, off the double team. And Bullock and Finney Smith just kept draining wide open three-pointers that the Clippers were willing to give him. Um, and they never wavered off that strategy. I mean, they Bullock made four in the quarter. Uh, um, Finney Smith made two in the quarter. You know, so they combined to make six uh, in the fourth quarter. And they just kept doing it. And they were like hell or high water. They're like, we're just going to keep daring these guys to beat them. And they did. Uh, Brian, what did you think of the, the crazy fourth quarter? Uh, I mean, just the game overall, it was like the first half was just like a sludge because I think we were talking amongst each other in the uh, Mavs Moneyball Slack. And I was like, God, this game, it sucks to watch TV. And Kirk, of course, is at the game. So I could, I could only imagine what it was like to watch the first half. And then like the third quarter happened. It was like an out-of-body experience because I, of course – you know, made the bold claim, said there's no way in hell the Dallas Mavericks will lose this game. And they tried with all their might to somehow piss this away. But, like, this was the first game, Josh. I felt good about their first half effort, especially in the first quarter. Uh, I'm sure we'll dive in a little bit towards the end. But, like, the the first quarter specifically, Luka actually had some pretty solid body language. Like, the Clippers really looked uninterested in the game at all. It looked like um, they left all their energy in Houston, so they must be uh, the Rockets must be uh, you know energy vampires, which doesn't bode well for Dallas because of course they play uh, the Rockets tomorrow night. But yeah, you get you get in the fourth quarter, it's just like what are we doing here? And then kids' crazy decision to start Luca in the fourth and then essentially rest him for two minutes, and then that was my biggest fear going into the fourth quarter. I was like, oh, my God, Luca's going to have to play this entire damn game. And, of course, he did. Uh, he finished with 40 minutes, 
uh, Dinwiddie, uh, I was, that's what my thought was. I was like, oh my God, save is Spencer Dinwiddie. He ended up with 41 points. I mean, obviously he cooled off a little bit. Eventually that's going to level off, but I mean, really happy to see Dorian, you know, go bananas. Uh, you know, Reggie came, um, he obviously would have liked Reggie to make both of those foul shots late. And of course, Luca somehow, some way made his, uh, you know, patent in uh, Luca magic, Luca bullshit shot, which was just so stupid, like absolutely just dumb. How did that go in? Because I know you sent out a, a tweet immediately. You knew that was going in. I was like, there's no fucking way that's going in. And of course it does. And uh, that pretty much sealed the deal. And um, I'm just glad uh, that play towards the end of the fourth quarter that um, Covington didn't get a hold of that ball that uh, Batum missed on that foul shot because good Lord. Because uh, I wouldn't have wanted to to entertain this game any longer than it absolutely should have. And yes, uh, the, the bad news is the Mavericks did blow a 25-point lead. Uh, the good news is they did win. Uh, they are currently, believe it or not, just 7-1 and one at home. Uh, and they are currently 1-4 on the road. And uh, they do have a back-to-back tomorrow. But uh, I would say the bad coming out of this game specifically, um, Maxi took that nasty, nasty bump. And the second quarter, I was like, Jesus Christ. I, it just, I don't know if he just jacked up his back. Because I think it, they said it was a back contusion, right? Yeah, I believe that was the official prognosis. But, yeah, he did not play in the second half. Oof. He did not look He did not look good. Uh, New, uh, there was definitely some blood of some sort coming off his body, whether that be arm. Um, super surprised that wasn't even a foul when he somehow need Reggie Jackson and that, like, body with his knee. And they were just, like, travel. Um I would say, just to be a little pedantic, uh, their officiating was not good at all. But that would have—I wouldn't have said that wouldn't have been a factor. Uh, I generally try not to be very like, "Oh my God, the the, the Matt, I said team lost because of the officials." But uh, I would say this officiating crew was not good, buddy. Tonight uh, they were kind of all over the place. And um, hindsight, who would have thought that uh, waving off that Paul George three at the end of the first half would have made a freaking difference? Because that goes in. Mavericks lose his game. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, you know, the officiating, like neither team was happy uh, with the officiating tonight. Um, I think almost, uh, I was kind of watching the fourth quarter and I was like, whichever team can like ignore the officials first, I feel like is going to win this game because it felt like after every single play on both ends of the floor, someone was yelling um, at a referee and like, I get it. Like it was bad, but like eventually it's just like, man, you're, you got to get your head in the game or, or you're going to let it slip away. And I was worried about that when Luca got that technical foul, but thankfully kept his composure. And again, the fourth quarter, um, Paul George had four turns. Like both teams basically played the same defense. The, the Clippers doubled Luca every possession, but the, the Mavericks role players were able to make the plays and Luca was able to get the ball out cleanly. Uh, the Mavericks doubled Paul George almost every possession in the fourth quarter, and, and Paul had uh, four turnovers alone in the fourth quarter. He had ten for the game, and I mean, uh, they had, and then the clip leading to the Clippers having twenty-one turnovers total as a team, Jeez. and that's how. And I, this is one of the craziest stats I've seen. The Clippers shot sixty-one percent on two pointers, forty-three percent on three pointers, eighty percent at the free throw line, and they lost. And that only happens with turnovers. Uh, the Mavericks had, uh, I think, 16 more shot attempts than the Clippers tonight. Uh, and most of them were, you know, they made more threes than them. So the math kind of went out in their favor. Um, 
but yeah, the fourth quarter was pretty crazy. Uh, props to Dwight Powell. He had five assists and one turnover. Um, and he really handled the pressure well in terms of like he had to make the right play. Like the spotlight was on him when Luca would dr- would dump the ball off to him after you know they'd run a pick and roll. Clippers would double, and and Powell was the one they were leaving open around the free throw line area. So uh, good for Powell for basically making the right read almost every time. Uh, and and honestly, that's why he closed the game over Christian Wood. Wood had such a good first half, and he finished the game with twenty four points, uh, twenty four minutes, excuse me, fifteen points. He had 14 points in the first half, so then he made one free throw in the second half, and that was it. But um, the reason why he didn't get more time, like, I know it's been a, a constant thing. Like, why <laughs> isn't Christian Wood getting more time? Like, he's never, I don't think he's played 30 minutes yet no. in a Mavericks uniform. That's not. Well, in the 10 minutes Christian Wood played in the second half, he had one shot, he missed it. He missed three free throws, and he had two turnovers, and he was a minus 14. And I know plus minus in a single game is, is tough, but. Wood was on the floor when during that third quarter when it was really bad. And to be fair, no Maverick was really playing well in that third quarter. No. Um, so it's it's tough to put it all on him. But but specifically like the turnovers, he had two turnovers where he caught the ball, uh, you know, off a pick and roll, off a trap, and he didn't make the right play. He he I think he dribbled into a turnover and then made a bad pass. And honestly, I think those two plays spooked Jason Kidd from trusting him down the stretch. Because, I mean, if he was doing that in the third quarter, I mean, the fourth quarter was he would have had to handle the ball almost every possession down the stretch with the way they were doubling Luka. And I just don't think Kidd, after what he saw in the third quarter, trusted him. Uh, meanwhile, Dwight Powell just seems to be as steady as a rock as far as the regular season goes. So that makes a little sense. It is a little disappointing after how he started the first half that he wasn't able to help the Mavericks kind of shut the door on the game. Like you would think they could ride this game out. So. Um, kind of talking about that, yeah. I mean, there are some negatives to this game. I mean, the Mavericks popped up a big lead. They had to play Dinwiddie forty-one minutes, Doncic forty minutes. Uh, both Bullock and and Finney Smith were in the in the thirties. So it sounds like one of Doncic or Dinwiddie is going to get the night off tomorrow in Houston, which makes sense. But it's a shame because if the Mavericks just kind of took care of business in the third quarter, they would be able to play Luca and Dinwiddie likely tomorrow just to absolutely guarantee a win even you know the rockets are really bad so yeah i mean the mavericks still only have one double digit win this season and that's that memphis game like they just we talk about luca and the workload and the usage you know some of that is not going to be fixable without a roster move right but in these situations it's like look okay like look he's gonna have a high usage he's gonna have to initiate a lot but in these games, when you get off to such a – like, they have to find a way to close the lead. Like, at least let his minutes – you know, like, that's, like, the one place they can save his, save him from wear and tear. Maybe not when he's on the floor with the usage, but, like, if they can just get some double-digit leads and hold on to him, they could lower his minutes uh, just a tad, and they just haven't been able to do that except for the Memphis game. And that was probably by far the most disappointing part of the game. Well, Josh, like, the thing that's frustrating is I don't – understand how they keep on doing this amazing trick where it's just like oh you don't think we'll be able to blow this uh, 16 point lead in four minutes and the fourth quarter <laughs> we'll show you like i don't get it because it's like this team is like a you know it's they turn into a pumpkin at some point throughout the game and it's very frustrating because i this clippers team was dead 
they did not care. They weren't even like attempting to go to the basket at all in the first half. You know, Luke Kennard, it seemed like he got hurt. He only played three minutes of the game, so they didn't even have one of their best like perimeter shooters out there. I mean, Jesus, like freaking Nick Batum went seven for seven uh, from threes. Thank God, like he didn't get a three to end the game. Otherwise, we might have a different conversation right now. But like, I was my piss was boiling that the Mavericks somehow made this a clutch game again. Like, I don't understand that because, like. The third quarter was an outer body experience where they just I don't think they even cared. I that's the thing that really drove me bonkers because this lack of days ago, like, oh, like, oh, you know, whatever, it, it'll be fine. We'll eventually turn on the gas. But like, Jesus, dude, like give me 25% of like an effort, and you probably could have been up double digits by the end of the third quarter, but it's like they actively tried to give that game away and it's like they don't even have their full complement of players and they're on a second night of a back-to-back Josh, why does this team keep yeah. doing this to us like that that was bad um that's we haven't even talked about that the mavericks were on two nights rest and the clippers were on second night of a back-to-back and third and four nights and you're right like every that first quarter like <laughs> that looked like a tired team and that looked like a well versus a well-rested team um, so the fact that the Maver- like, and if anything, that should get worse as the game continues, right? Yes. Like they should- <laughs> so the fact that the Clippers were able to make their run in the second half in the third quarter, when really they should be at the, their legs should be gone, uh, that really was disappointing. Um, and Just- yeah, Luca scored ten. Every <laughs> scored fifteen points in the third quarter. Luca scored, <sighs> scored ten. Um, so it, it, you know, this team. The way that they rely on Luca to do everything, it's just going to be one of those seasons until they make a roster change or until we see something change with the consistency and the shooting. But like Tim Hardaway Jr. has to be like he is bad. He is bad. He is Ooh. actively are we, are we bad right to him now? now. Are we talking? Yeah. To him? Okay. Let's I mean, get this we, out of here. <laughs> well, I don't want to harp on it too much because he did. He just had two of his best games of the season. Um, but I mean, he's just. He needs to be better. You know, we all looked at this roster and saw that, like, yeah, this is going to be a Luka dominant roster again, and like, we're going to have to worry about his usage. But one of the few like glimmers was, can Tim, Tim just give them something resembling, you know, his first two full seasons in Dallas? And he's just, he's on quite um, the cold streak. If you think about dating back to last season before he got injured, I mean, he is just not in a good spot right now with his shot. I don't know what needs to change, but it's going to be difficult. Like if he keeps coming into games uh, off the bench, it's going to be difficult for the Mavericks to to hold on to leads if he's shooting 20, 30% from the floor every time he checks into the game. Yeah, and it's weird, Josh, because I, st- I feel like ever since Carlisle's left, he just hasn't been the same, even before the injury. Like, I could be wrong, but, like, even before his injury, I just felt like the numbers weren't the same. And it's like Carlisle was the Tim Hardaway whisperer. And then Kid, I don't know if he hasn't just been that invested or they just haven't clicked, but you could tell Tim really vibed with Rick when he was still here. And the injury obviously hasn't helped, like, Tim's repetition yet. I mean, eventually he'll get there, but... 
it just it, it's night and day and then i know there's like the old oh well you know maybe we just need to get tim's hardaway starting no god no i <laughs> then you're only leaving dorian out there as your only functional defender i I'm, I'm good no uh like obviously you want him to find his way out of this funk but a lot of those shots i feel like he had were wide open too that's what was like super frustrating and then if he's not hitting those wide open threes, he's not really offering me that much on the defensive floor, uh, you know, and either because he was, you know, technically by plus minus, he was definitely the lowest on that board. He was minus 11 and 22 minutes. Oh, for seven from the field with zero points. Like, ugh. Yeah, not ideal. You know, he's not really, a you know, he, he has some good moments individually on defense and some one-on-one matchups, but he's just, off the ball he's not great and yeah he for the most part he's taking some decent shots i thought he took he had a quick trigger on a couple of threes that were kind of like i kind of questioned a little bit like some really early in the shot clock kind of kind of stuff that uh, i wasn't a big fan of but they have to get him going i mean it's the mavericks are eight and five and there's so many people on their like with between bullock and Tim and, and even Dorian before tonight, you know, they're not getting the most out of Christian Wood. Uh, quietly, Maxi Kleba has stopped making all, all shots as well. Um, he's been really inconsistent with the shot. I mean, it really is, you know, it's really been Luca and Dinwiddie is the only two stable offensive players on the roster. So it is pretty remarkable that they're able to get to 85. And that's, you know, a testament to Luca. So, yeah, kind of felt like you had the, the best version of the Mavericks and the worst version of the Mavericks in the same game. And thankfully, the worst version didn't stick around long enough for them to cough it up in the second half. Um, but yeah, they got they got Houston tomorrow night, Wednesday night in Houston. Um, Houston has two wins; they're bad. But you know, Washington was bad. Uh, that's Orlando that's a kryptonite, Josh. Thunder <laughs> bad. Yeah, I mean, you know, if Luca, honestly, I would love for them to sit Luca because I think everyone and their dog can guess. How Luca is going to look to start the fourth quarter to start the first quarter uh, tomorrow if Luca does play. So like, instead of us having to watch him kind of be disinterested and slog through a game against an opponent he doesn't care about, let's just not play him and, say, and save his legs. Like that would be my recommendation, and just see what happens. But uh, after that, they play Denver uh, in a home and home I think series. Yes. Um, so, um, but uh, Joker might be out for COVID. Potentially. Yeah, the Mavericks schedule, man, just unbelievable. The breaks uh, they're getting on the schedule, like that, yeah, jo- uh, Jokic entered health and safety protocols today. So uh, I think the the rules are. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's vaccinated. So the so if he, I think all he has to do to get back on the floor is just have a a, a negative test in the next like 24 hour, you know, within a 24 hour period. So uh, he could get back on the floor. You know, maybe by the time you know by uh, by Friday, which is the first game. But if if the, if he misses both of those games, like man, I'm just I'm gonna have to talk to someone on the Mavericks and ask them like how many chickens they sacrifice this season. <laughs> the schedule has been. Um, they have missed Zion and Brandon Ingram. But, uh, they missed Kawhi tonight. They missed uh, Banchero against uh, Orlando. They missed Josh Giddy against the Thunder. Um, uh, even the, the Memphis game, you know, no Jaron Jackson, no Dylan Brooks, no Zaire Williams. Uh, like it's, it's been pretty crazy. Uh, some of the injury luck they've gotten. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, Josh, like, and that's like the thing that's like really just 
uh, in my craw about this team because I think you've pointed out like how I don't know how the schedule has worked out with Dallas where it feels like they've played every home game and any casual road game that they have, they're back. It seems like the next day. So they're not going on these 10 day vendors where they're on the road. They're on like home turf pretty consistently. And the thing that I'm not a fan of, if Luca is potentially going to sit tomorrow, I know you and Kirk had like a, um, conversation about Luca potentially being tired quote unquote which I'm just like uh like why are we already having this conversation it's not even like February or March yet but you know kid proclaimed that he was worried that Luca was not going to make it till Christmas which like yeah no shit at this point if you have to play him 41 minutes every game that's not going to help the uh situation but I just hate the idea of con- potentially conceiving a loss to Houston tomorrow because I don't really have confidence that they can, unless they are serious for a full, like, three quarters. Like, show show me you're serious for three quarters. If they're serious for three quarters, they should win by double digits at minimum. But they're on the second night of a back-to-back, and this team has not been serious against these middling teams. And this has been, like, their kryptonite since, like, Luka's been in a Maverick uniform. and. I think um, the, right now, if you look at their schedule, they're 18, they're only 18th as far as uh, strength of schedule, like without the NBA, you know, throughout the NBA. And now December is going to be a little rough because, you know, you definitely have a little bit more Boston's, Toronto's coming up. So they're not going to get these slugs, but you would like for them to like rise up against these teams in the muck. So that way, you know, if you have a bad game against Boston, oh, you know, we can understand that Boston's one of the best teams in the NBA, but then when you're over here fiddle and farting around with, uh, you know, lowly, uh, you know, Kyle Kuzma lighting you up. And then you, tomorrow you've got, you know, green, who's been playing good. Uh, you know, Smith or rookie that they drafted, he's been kind of, uh, not good in the last couple of weeks. Um, but they're athletic and traditionally this Maverick team has struggled with athletic, you know, counterparts and how interested are they going to be in the game tomorrow because they had to expose like spend so much energy like could you imagine if they would have lost the game tonight and then kids like well we're gonna let rest luca tomorrow like oh like you're already setting this up for fail so i would presume luca is resting tomorrow and we are probably getting some tim hardaway handling the ball and um, probably some uh Campazzo minutes if i would have to imagine yeah for sure well Tomorrow, you know, if Luca sits, at least that kind of takes some of the the weight off that game tomorrow. You know, like some of the stress. You know, because if they lose a game without Luca, it's like, all right, well, whatever. Like the whole team is is Luca, so it wouldn't be like shocking. You know, it's those. You know, it's like that wash. You know, it's like the the Washington game uh, on the second night of a back to back where it was like Luca looks awful. Like you know, you, the worst thing is losing to a bad team when Luca's playing and looking tired and beat up, and it's like. Well, if they were going to lose, just have him sit anyway. Like, who cares? Like, right? Like, all that matters right now is keeping Luca upright and as fresh as possible for the most part. So, we'll see. Um, as far as this game tonight, uh, I really, I don't think I have anything else to say. I think we covered everything I wanted to hit. Uh, before we jump out of here, Brian, anything you want to hit? You wanted to hit on the game tonight? 
Uh, no, I mean, I think it's like amazing. Did we, I'm trying to look at the box score right now. Did the Clippers somehow make it the entire game without uh second chance points? I was looking at something super crazy. Well, they only had three offensive rebounds, so oh, that's geez. probably right. <laughs> that's just, I, I don't, I don't even know how that happens. This game absolutely does not make sense. If you've not seen the game, I'm sure the Luca shot will be viral if it's not already viral at this point i'm glad the role players got out of their slumps um it was nice that uh spencer was allowed to have a bad game where he didn't have to go super sane and hit four threes um in a game again consecutively and uh it's nice that uh the mav money ball staffers can still go to the game and uh, know they're not bad luck so (laughs) oh now tomorrow we'll say well you know we'll see how tomorrow goes but tomorrow is another day josh tomorrow is tomorrow we'll worry about that later so (laughs) brian thanks for hopping on tonight Uh, i think this this is the first time we've podcasted together so really appreciate it had a good time we'll definitely get you on again uh because the the schedule is long and, and difficult and either me or Kirk will need breaks occasionally. So thanks again for hopping on. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, buddy. So this is Josh Bow, MavsMoneyBall.com, signing off for Mavs Moneyball After Dark. Again, Mavericks defeat the Los Angeles Clippers in a wild back-and-forth game, 103-101. We will be talking to you tomorrow night, uh, Wednesday night, after the game against Houston. Take care, everyone. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.